Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome. It's Milwaukee Admirals Center Ice with Mike Wojciechowski. I'm Aaron Sims. Good weekend for the Milwaukee Admirals. They win a couple over the Grand Rapids Griffins. That Friday night game, Woj, was dominating. The Admirals probably owned owned at least 85% of that game. Uh, they didn't. Uh, I, there were two periods they didn't need to... Uh, resurfaced the other side. It was, right. it, was, it, was <laughs> right. pretty, it was pretty good. It was really, really entertaining. It was a fun game to watch. Yep. It, was, it was just good. And then Saturday night, the Admirals with a 4-2 win in Grand Rapids. They knew they'd get an answer back from the Griffins, and the Admirals able to withstand that. To talk about that and much more is Admirals head coach Carl Taylor. Fun weekend, huh, coach? It's great to, to win a couple of games, go out of the new year, into the new year with, uh, into the new year, out of the old year with uh, with a couple of wins after the, after this weekend. Yeah, for sure. You no, know, Getting a couple in a row was overdue. Uh, I thought, like you said, on Friday we played very, very well. It wasn't like they were bad. I thought we just took the game away, and then we got the response we expected from uh, GR on Saturday. Uh, both teams had tough travel, uh, but New Year's Eve in their building, full rink, great atmosphere. You knew they were going to come out hopping, and they did. Yeah, wasn't it, a, it wasn't a great December, but it was a good December. Six four zero and two. You know, had a you know had had some uh, a great I, I think a great record despite all the the changes and a lot of uh, up and for, uh, up and down from Nashville. What do you think, Coach? Yeah, you always want more, but uh, there's no question. There's been a lot of movement and different things that have affected our uh, team, but that's part of it. Uh, I think every team goes through it at different times. Uh, December was our month where I think at one point we had three centers and three defensemen up, and that's uh, challenging. Uh, for any team at our level, but uh, also a great opportunity for the guys who got uh, elevated into new roles. So uh, there's uh, a plus and a minus with both of those situations, but uh, we will take how we got through it and how we're pursuing and moving forward now. Uh, and those things, if you can find your way through those tough stretches, uh, they usually make you stronger when you get to the other side. That's just it. Life is about adversity, and, and this league, there's no doubt, it's about adversity on the ice, off the ice, all of that. And when you have that and your guys fight through, and I know you had said the other day that the, the boys had a meeting and talked about things, and and uh, it, it's nice to see them take it upon themselves, take it a little further than maybe what you guys as coaches would have done with them, perhaps. Yeah, well, we, we, we directed a little bit. We just told them we wanted to get re, re-centered, have a foundation. We gave them some ideas. And then our captains took over and uh, ran with the exercise, did a great job with it. And uh, basically, we just stayed out of their way uh, after giving them some ideas and some different things to chew on. Uh, but the group uh, definitely got refocused. Uh, we have to remember what we did and what those things and how they worked for us this weekend. Uh, as we prepare for San Diego, who's playing much better. Obviously, record-wise, they've had a tough go, but uh, I remember a team last year that was in a similar spot had a tough go, and we were able to climb our way out of it, and we want to make sure we don't allow them to do that against us. Coach, you're still killing penalties at about an 84% rate, and that's, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm in the top echelon of league, maybe top, top five, six, seven. But, uh, you know, you did, but the power play has gone down. You're in, in, in the 20th range in the league at about 186 
Where would you, in an ideal world, uh, you know, obviously you'd like to score on every power play and you'd like to kill every every uh, every penalty. But at the end of the day, where are you comfortable with, with those numbers being um, going through the rest of the season? 100%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you always want a top five in the league is what you're striving for. And uh, if you look at the penalty kill, it's been good all year. Uh, we've been a very disciplined group, so it hasn't had a ton of work. I think there was one spot where we got stung a little bit, but it was just uh, the volume wasn't there to hold the stats, and now we're back to where we should be. And, I, again, I credit Scott Ford to that. He's done a great job uh, as our frontline guy on the penalty kill, but our staff all worked together in all areas, as you know. Uh, the power play had uh, very good uh, October November. I think we're 24% in both months. And then December we were clipping along at a red-hot 10%. So, uh, again, we had lots of volume and opportunities in December uh, with the changes and things that occurred with our squad. We had lots of uh, moving pieces, and we lost some of the stability that we've had on the power play, so I think that was part of it. And uh, sometimes when you go through something like that, you get a little individual, and I think our group did that. I'm really happy over the last few games with the power play, how we got it back on track. Uh, the other side of that is that uh, you know we're getting good looks, and... You know, Saturday night, we're able to score a very timely power play goal, which is uh, the stats are important and the rest of it, but can you score when you get a power play down a goal with six minutes left in the third period? So we were able to get that winning goal, and and for me, uh, I'll take timely power play goals uh, because we expect execution over uh, great stats any day of the week. Admirals head coach Carl Taylor joining us. It's Milwaukee Admirals center ice. It was Luke Evangelista with that power play goal. He was at the net, and it, it reminds me, I think it was his first goal even. Um, it was in that building, and I think that was the one where he went to the net and scooped it off the pad of the goaltender. I, you want guys going to the net, obviously, and that's where the goals are scored, and I think maybe you guys have rediscovered that identity here in the last couple of games. Uh, we much much improved last week. We had some good practices focus, focusing on some areas. That definitely was one of them. I think when you look at stats and look at our division, you got to realize there's four or five elite teams in our division this year. So yeah. there's some really good teams, highly stacked, highly uh, uh, talented uh, rosters. And I think that's going to be a, a flow all season. Obviously, some teams pulled us back to the pile. After being in first uh, for the better part of the two months, but that's what happens sometimes. They were healthy and strong, and we had some call-ups and different things happen, and it was our turn to go through that. And uh, that's just the way it is. But those numbers will be now we're into divisional play and and playing the same teams over and over again. Uh, special teams will be very relied on, but also tested because we'll have lots of back-to-back opponents that we see each other on the same night. Admirals head coach Carl Taylor joining us on Milwaukee Admirals Center Ice. So you mentioned San Diego coming to town. You saw them earlier this season, played two very good games out in San Diego. And as you said, they're they're much improved. Their goaltender pitched a shutout here the other day. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see them in town here this weekend. Well, coach's nightmare, you're always worried about the players looking at standings and thinking a game's gonna be easy and then you uh, you let up and you don't allow yourself uh, to win against an opponent that's had a tough start. So that's number one. Number two is understanding that when you're in that situation, you're a little looser as a team. So they're coming on the road, and you know that group is definitely going to want to play hard for Rocco Grimaldi, who's returning to Milwaukee. Right. They're going to want to help him and support him and 
nothing Rock wouldn't rather do than come in and get a couple of wins against us. So we have to be aware of that group effort and the energy that he'll have, uh, the energy that the group will have to support him as they come into Milwaukee to play us. But it's a good team. Uh, I know they had some tough injuries. And obviously the Ducks have had a lot of movement this year with what they're going through. So a lot of movement, uh, a lot of challenges for them. They're a much better team than their record says. Two quality efforts from our goaltending tandem over the weekend. Uh, it's good good to see a, another shutout and then a, 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 a real nice 32-save uh, performance by Cooley the other night. Uh, how would you feel about those performances? Uh, I thought the guys did good. You know, Askey had a pretty easy night first night. He still had to make uh, a couple of 10-bell saves in the game, but uh, not a lot of volume because we did play so well. Uh, game two, Cooley got more work and more uh, more volume. Uh, made a great save in the uh, first period, probably midway through. That should have been a goal. Uh, so he did a great job for us after not playing as much. And we, you know, he's had a couple of hard luck starts the last couple of times though, where he probably should have got a win and he didn't. So very happy that the team rallied around him and we're able to get him the W that's been a little elusive for him lately. It's a it's a team game, obviously. Years ago, I remember playing in Peoria, and here comes Manny Legacy or Patrick Laleem down from St. Louis. Here the other night, or this weekend, it was Verana uh, coming down. And, I mean, he's he's a name. He's a former first-round pick uh, working his way. When players like that come in, and, again, stressing it is a team game, but do you pay extra attention to them? Do you have your guys pay extra attention to them, or are they just one of 20 out there on the ice? Yeah, we... we... We, we just were aware of lines and matchups for our D pairs. And we, we did a couple of things on the weekend with the forwards as well. Uh, and it's, it's just being aware of who's out there and what they can do. And, you know, he's coming off of being off for a while. And that's a difficult stint. Uh, he's down here from conditioning to go return to Detroit. Um, you're aware of the talent and what they've done. I coached against him when he was in the American League. I remember him as a player then. I think you're just aware of that situation uh, and uh, making sure that your your players are aware, but you're not sitting there in awe because it's a situation where he's trying to work himself back uh, into game shape and getting ready for going back to the National Hockey League. And so a lot of times that player can be a little careful on the ice, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So uh, for us, we just wanted to make sure we were aware of him and we're aware of his talents and what he used to do in the American League when he was here full-time. Last one here for you. It's been a while. It's been a lot of travel here, and there's more travel coming up in the near future, but it's been a while since you've had three, four days of practice at home. What is this week like for you guys? Well, you know, we got uh, Jackie's in, our skating coach. She did a bunch of stuff today with the fellas, uh, so it was nice to have a skilled day, allow the guys uh, that opportunity to work on individual things. Uh, we'll jump into it tomorrow, the next couple of days, getting ready for the weekend. We'll watch our game tape. We'll be prepped for San Diego and ready to roll. But four practices is a lot. Uh, this week we'll be prepared and ready to go for San Diego. But it's a normal week. It's almost like a college schedule where you, you start heavy and then you taper through the week and lighten the load so the guys have lots of energy and ready to play for the two games on the weekend. Very good. I do want to finish with this. Today is the outdoor game, the Winter Classic. Uh your thoughts on those outdoor games? Are they Do they hold the same special feeling that they did when they started 15 years ago? Well, I've never been in one, so it's the same situation for me. So yeah. um, I would say yes because it's a it's a uh, typically a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I think everyone looks at it that way. I also believe it's a rallying point for the teams involved in the event. 
family, friends, lots of uh, people around, uh, getting to share almost like a dad's or a mom's trip uh, or a playoff run. So I think those things can be very helpful to the teams involved. Uh, as a spectator, I think they're really neat and fun to watch. Uh, and they're usually uh, challenging. They do a great job with the ice and all the different things they have to do, but sight lines and the weather, and there's so many moving pieces that can affect it. I remember the American Hockey League had a rain out almost the one yeah. time they did it in Bakersfield. So yeah. Uh, there's lots of things that can affect it. I think, uh, you know, anytime you can see a bunch of millionaires playing hockey at an outdoor rink and getting that happiness and the glee that we felt as kids when we go out in the outdoor rink and stay out there way too long, come home with frozen toes. I, I think that's a reminder of uh, why we love the game. And so I think that's part of the process. I think Very that's well. special event. Yep. And hopefully one day, you know, we can all be a part of it. Yep, I think that's well said. Coach, thanks so much for the time. We'll see you later this week. Yep, thanks, guys. See you. Thanks, Coach. Admirals head coach Carl Taylor. The Admirals hosting San Diego this Friday and Saturday night. The outdoor game, um, I, I'm, I'm torn on it nowadays because, uh, you know, is it overkill? I mean, and, and there's those those stadium series games now, and Canada has a couple of games as well. And it, it's, it, it, I think there is still some special to it. And I, I think Carl maybe talked me back into thinking it's more special. But, Boston and Fenway Park for the second time. I, I see that Seattle's going to get it next year at, uh, at where the Mariners play against Vegas. Um, Aaron, I'm, I'm disappointed because I thought you would have been the person. That I'd have been all over it? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, you know what? I you normally, know, it, it I is, normally it, am. And, and, then, and, then, and then if the, the, local, you know, the local Chamber of Commerce uh, pops on board <laughs> and tosses a well, few snowflakes. let's do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'll let's tell do you that. what, once it all comes down, I mean, you know, I, I mean I, apparently it's not going to be that way uh, today, of course. Uh, but uh, it, it is. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's. Uh, toss a couple snowflakes uh, yeah, down that uh, first one yeah. right in buffalo and oh. and the snow was coming down and they you know there, there were challenges and um yeah it i remember having a frozen i mean uh, a still somewhat frozen darren pang on uh yeah uh, yeah right. i think a couple years ago yeah, or, when they were uh, in minnesota three, four, three, uh, three four years ago when I, I don't think the, uh, the, oh. the thermometer got over uh over a, a, a degree or two, yeah. and uh, he, you know, he, he, I think he was still frozen solid the, the next day when we talked to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That is true. No, okay. So I'll change my tune. On <laughs> okay, it. I, I'm, that's uh, good. I'm, uh, I, I'm back on that side. I just, um, but I will tell you this. I know you don't ever want to take on the NFL, but January first is kind of that game's day. So for it to happen on the second, and maybe it's not that big of a thing, but. I'm, I'm, we've established it on the first. Let's keep it on the first kind of thing. You know, but, but the same for the Rose Bowl. The same for all of these other games. Everything has been kowtowing to the NFL, and you, I, that's, you know that's what, what people watch. I, you know, I look. I look at what the World Cup did uh, the week just the, just a week before that. I mean, play right before them. I mean, you know, you know, Boston's not at, not not adverse. Those people are not adverse to getting their butt out to the rink yeah. very early. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, you know, they, you know, they, look at how many people get up for the, uh, for, you know, for the Boston Marathon. Right. Yeah. On exactly. The streets early. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, to, to have done a morning game yesterday. Yeah. And go right into the NFL. Yeah. Would have been, would have been a, a, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Have the pats I mean, at three. And the, the, the amount of people that I saw, the, the amount of people that, that that I saw enjoying World Cup, then going right into the NFL schedule right yeah, right, yeah, right it was right. phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just me. Okay, I know. I will go with you on that, absolutely. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll visit with Admirals defenseman Kevin Gravel. You're listening to Milwaukee Admirals Center Ice. Welcome back, Milwaukee Admirals Center Ice. With Mike Wojciechowski, I'm Aaron Sims. Uh, joining us now, Admirals alternate captain. Uh, just recently back from uh, a handful of games in the National Hockey League. His latest stint 
Uh, the other night, actually, Wojo, he hit a milestone 300th game in the American Hockey League. Recent had his, recently had his 400th professional game. Uh, lots of good things going for this guy. It's been great to have him in Milwaukee. I love his game. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the very, very steady, solid Kevin Gravel joins us now. Kevin, thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. Real good. Is, is, was that a fair introduction here? Steady, solid? Steady yeah, and solid. Yeah, I think uh, I'm probably at my best when you don't know I'm on the ice. Um, <laughs> that means I'm not uh, making any mistakes out there. So, yeah, you know, I, I just try to kind of take care of my defensive zone first and foremost, be good on the penalty kill, uh, hard to play against. You know, get, get, our, get our forwards the puck, guys who are a lot better with it on their stick than myself with it. So I try to get it to them as much as possible. We, and this team, the, the last couple of games, has really done a good job with that, uh, especially Friday night against Grand Rapids. My goodness, what an effort. Uh, the Grand Rapids. They did well to get the puck to the Admirals' blue line, hurry up and get a change because the Admirals were back in on the attack all night long. It was crazy. Yeah, you know what? I think that was one of our better games in a long time. Um, you know, we, we, we've kind of been a little bit inconsistent as of late, and that's going to happen throughout the course of a long season. But um, it was it was good, good on us to kind of buckle down there. And, and like you said, I think that was really our strength of that game is um, kind of slowing things down for the other team coming to the neutral zone and then, and then on the other side of it, uh, when we have the puck, you know, going the other way as fast as we can, making it hard on hard on the other team, um, you know, to slow us down. So uh, a lot of our success that night came from from being good in the neutral zone and being quick out of our zone and, and making sure we were playing the majority of the night in, in their end. You know, it, it, it can't be easy, you know, not to make excuses because you guys wouldn't want to make excuses, but the fact that you've had three defensemen and three centermen, up in, including your, yourself, uh, yourself yeah. being one of them up and back to Nashville, I mean, it, it can't be easy playing what's what's my line every night and, and trying to figure out what's what's going to happen out there. And, and it was really good to see some continuity. I mean, how difficult is it to look up and, you know, see see a, di- a different centerman that you're, for, you're, you're, you're uh, you know, sending an outlet pass to every night? Yeah, you know, it, it is a little bit different, but at the same time, that's just kind of the nature of this league. Um, you're obviously very excited and happy for, you know, when, when your teammate gets an opportunity to go up to, to the parent club, in this case, Nashville, and, and uh, you know, be able to play in the NHL. That's why we're all playing down here, and, and what we're all striving for is that opportunity. So, um, anytime that comes, you're, you're happy for the guy who's going. And, and um, you know, at the same time, it's just it's it, it's just on the guys that are still in that room to kind of make sure nothing changes. Um, you know, it, when a guy gets an opportunity an opportunity up top, that just means there's another opportunity for for someone else to kind of step in and take those minutes here in Milwaukee. So, um, you know, not, nothing bad comes from from someone getting called up both here and 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 up top. You know, you got a guy who's having the opportunity to play in the NHL, and you got other guys here who have the opportunity to you know kind of pick up that slack and play play a little bit more uh, play more minutes and and. Um, you know, just you know, take advantage of what's in front of them, and that's always a good thing. You're yourself included, getting the opportunity to go up top. You played four games here uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I remember years ago, Colton Sissons was hesitant when they said he was going to be the captain, and he said, "Does that mean I'm not going to be called up?" Oftentimes, in those leadership roles at this level, maybe that doesn't happen so much. So it's nice to know that when you signed here, and you, I mean, every, let's be honest, everybody would rather be in the NHL than in Milwaukee. Not that Milwaukee's a bad place, but the NHL is always the dream. It's nice to know when you do come to this town, to come to this team, that you still got a chance that you can go up there and play like you just did. Absolutely. You know, that that's, that's the driving force for us all is, is everyone wants to be in the NHL and, and, um, you know, for an older guy like myself, um, you know, a guy kind of more in a leadership role down here, that, that's nice to know that, that, like you said, the opportunity is still there. Um, you know, it's been a couple years for me since, since my last game 
last game up top before this year. So, um, you know, it kind of rejuvenates you and, and knowing that you can kind of keep that dream alive and, and, and there's purpose to, you know, if you do things right down here and you play well down here, you're going to get rewarded for it. And um, that goes a long way. Um, it goes a long way. You know, guys notice that in an organization. So it, it's, it's um, you know, I can only speak for myself, but it's been it's been nothing but, but awesome since I've been here. And, um, you know, as a player, I really appreciate, um, you know, the chance and the opportunities that, that are presented for, for players here. Yeah, uh, I just you probably already answered my question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So when you were a free agent, you looked specifically for that for an opportunity, and, and Nashville presented that opportunity with, with the ability to play in Milwaukee if it didn't work out. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, you, you go through a, a few things when, you, when you're kind of, you know, figuring out where you're going to be. I've, I've had to do it, you know, a few times now throughout my career. And um, like I said, you know, at the end of the day, everyone wants to be in the NHL, and, and, and you're trying to go somewhere where, where that's, you know, an option. And obviously, you know, you know, where you're up against your role kind of in the organization and what have you. But you still want that, you know, opportunity and, and, and chance to, to maybe have that call come. And, um and if not, if it doesn't, you're playing in Milwaukee, which is an incredible organization and an incredible city. So um, pretty much a win-win situation. And, and, and so far, um, it's been great here. You know, like, you know, I, I've had the, op- or the opportunity to be able to go up and play and then also um, be in a leadership role down here, which is, um, you know, I, I enjoy that every day. Admirals defenseman Kevin Gravel joining us. You mentioned you've had the chance to go through free agency a couple of times. How scary a proposition is that? Or is it scary? Uh, it can be a little anxiety driven. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it can. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it can give you a little... It's probably harder on, on my wife and, my, and, and family, to be honest with you, because they're kind of just waiting to see what happens at least right. I'm kind of where are we moving to yeah right you know i'm not necessarily i, I wouldn't say i'm in control of it because there's a lot that needs to go into the other side of it as well but i kind of have more of a finger on or a pulse on the situation than, than maybe my wife so it's probably a lot more anxiety driven for her and or anxiety ridden for her because you know it's just a random city that she's picking up and moving to again at least i you know have 20 built-in best friends from the start so right uh yeah, it, it it can cause a little bit of stress, it, you know. It, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's exciting. I've I've gotten to live and be in a lot of cool places over the last, you know, however many years I've played professional hockey and, and meet a lot of really cool people and and experience, you know, things from, you know, different organizations where a lot of guys, you know, not necessarily get to do that. So, um, I've been very fortunate to play for a lot of, you know, really good teams and really good organizations. So, um, definitely really lucky. I tell you what, it, it takes a special partner. I remember when my wife and I were going through the, the dating and courtship and all of that stuff, and we were talking about marriage. It's like, hey, we're going to wait a year because I want you to see what this is like. <laughs> like, you, you need to realize that Friday and Saturday nights, I'm not going to be around. Sunday, I'm going to be on a plane. All of those things, right? Like, it takes a special person to go through that when, when that other partner is gone. Oh, definitely. And and it seems like, you know, the second you get settled, something changes and, and you got to adapt to something else, right. too. And like I said, it's definitely easier for the player. They they have that they have that stability kind of same routine no matter what the city is that that we're going to be in, and 
kind of her that's left to fend for herself to kind of figure figure everything else out, you know, housing and things like that, new city, new everything. So, um, you know, she's been there since day one for me. I met her in school and college. So um, definitely appreciate, you know, everything she's done. She's been my rock the whole time. So it's uh, been a fun ride so far, and hopefully we can keep her going for a while. What did you guys do for the holidays? Did you guys go back uh, We just or? stuck around Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Just took a couple days and kind of – turn the brain off and, and uh, recharge here for a little bit and just, just uh, relaxed and enjoyed it by yourself. And that and that's good. And it was nice to have those days. you got a couple of days this week, although you are technically back to work, I guess, with practice. But now the road trips come again and uh, some lengthy road trips here. Uh, you've been to Tucson. What's it like here? What can I expect? Uh, I, I think Tucson's an awesome place to go. Um, you know, I've spent my fair share of time in the Pacific Division and I uh, spent a lot of time in Tucson. It's a great spot, uh, great city. Um, you know, it's, it's you know they got great, great spots to go out on the road, dinner and what have you. So uh, it's always fun. Um, you know, when you can when you can play a team that's that's you know you don't see very often. And, and you know, I happen to have seen them in previous years, but this year it's a, it's a different team for us. So it, you know, it kind of keeps everything fresh, and you get to see a team that you know you're not seeing every other week, which which is nice, and, and it's a good good changeup. So I know the guys are. Excited to get on the road. It's always fun when you can kind of go on a go on a long trip like that, and you're with nothing but your teammates. So you get a little bit of bonding in there too, and um, you know it always makes for a good time. And it seems to me, whenever you, it's a January trip and you go down south, and this happened last year with the Admirals when they went to Austin. Um, now it's Tucson and Austin on the same trip. My, my goodness, the 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 sunny disposition, pun intended, that can that can happen getting some sunshine, some vitamin D. It just changes your attitude going out to the rink. Oh, absolutely. It's tough to have a bad day when you when you leave the rink and it's still, you know, you're you're in the middle of January or February or what have you and it's 65, 75 degrees out, you know, it's it's uh and sunny not a cloud in the sky, so it's uh I I've, I've been pretty fortunate with that. I've played a lot of my my years in California. Um and it makes you appreciate, you know, you get here and it's it's uh you, you get soft pretty quick in terms of the uh, warm <laughs> and cold weather. So um, I think everyone's definitely looking forward to, you know, getting out there and, and enjoying, you know, enjoying the weather when we can. Excellent. Kevin, uh, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you later this week. All good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Admirals defenseman Kevin Gravel, who's been uh, just outstanding for the Admirals this season. Wonderful to have him uh, on the team. When we come back, we mentioned this. Uh, uh, well, I don't think we have mentioned this on the show. Uh, the Admirals home Friday and Saturday nights, uh, Friday the 6th. Uh, great winter hats from TSMGI. And then Saturday the 7th, uh, both games against San Diego. Saturday the 7th, a 6 p.m. faceoff. And it's our annual salute to wrestling. Absolutely. With Victoria, the total package, Lex Luger, Stan the Lariat Hansen, who I think to this day I am still scared of. After Even after he won the AWA belt like 40 years ago, I'm still scared of Stan Hansen. Uh, I'm really anxious to see him yep. and anxious to talk to and see this our guest coming up next. Uh, he's uh, famed referee Earl Hebner. He'll join us next. You're listening to Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice. Welcome back to Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice. As we mentioned, our annual salute to wrestling coming up on Saturday night. Lex Luger, Victoria, Stan Hansen, and this gentleman here, and excited to see him. I, I honestly remember watching the night that this evil twin came to the ring yep. and took the belt away from Hollywood. Uh, he wasn't Hollywood at the time, the incredible Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and Andre the Giant gave it away to Ted DiBiase, and it was a oh, big yeah. hullabaloo. And, uh, he's a uh, famed referee, Earl Hebner. Earl, it's great to talk to you. How are you? 
I'm doing great. How are you guys? How We're, was your New Year? It was it was wonderful. Thank you. How about you? Well, mine was great. Good. That's great to hear. I I tell you what, yours has been. What an interesting career. I mean, you've been involved in wrestling for a long time. You were involved in wrestling before uh, you went to the d- then WWF uh, and, and became very famous as the evil twin in that, in that scenario. Uh, how did you get into the game? Well, I was working for Jim Crockett down in Charlotte, North Carolina, Crockett Promotions. Yeah. And then uh, my brother, I got a twin brother, as you all know, and he went up to WWF when it was WWF then and then, when they come up with the uh, Hulk Hogan deal uh, with the Twins, uh, then I went up there. So they they pitched the angle, and that was a selling point for you to say, "Hey, this might this is going to be fun. Let's do this." Yeah, I said, "Hey, yeah, let me go up there and make some big money." <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Right. So so you go up. I mean, but but that's that's a tough spot, man. And I, I tell you what, like I said, I I remember watching it, and I was buying whatever you guys were selling. I was buying it, and. It, like you had that had you you got some heat there I got to imagine. <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, what 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 is that like? Like, did did you have any idea you would have that kind of heat? And as you say, still have it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew I knew it wasn't gonna the fans weren't gonna be happy, but you know, I knew it was coming. But that was okay. Yeah, but yeah, and that's I guess. When you think about it, in the, in that sport, to me, I would want like that's that's how you know you're in, right? That you want that heat, right? Exactly. Well, I, look and I at, love heat, and I love the heat anyway. I I don't like being a good guy. I I, I you know what I've said. Woj and I have talked about this before. I think if if to be a pro wrestler, to be in that in that sport, I think that I think the bad guy is the is the way to go. I really do. And now we, now I guess everybody is kind of. It, they they walk that line between bad guy and good guy sometimes, but I think to be just a straight up bad guy would just be the best to sell that. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it is the best, right? Oh yeah. And then de- they, don't you. they remember you. you. You're not forgotten. <laughs> right, one hundred percent. And then WWE over uh, to uh, to TNA and uh, and can, can continued on uh, uh, being the uh, being the great referee that you are. Yep, Hall of Famer, TNA yeah. Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame, exactly right. Earl Hebner joining us. He's going to be joining us on Saturday in the Admiral's annual salute to wrestling. Uh, when I you, I can't uh, wait. I can't wait to get that, guys. I'm excited as y'all are. Yeah. Oh, we. This is our honest to goodness, our favorite day. Years ago, when we started this, because um, this is old AWA territory from from years back, right? So I mean, we we right. started this off, and it was those Vern Gagne and Greg and. And that Mad Dog Vashon and those guys, and it's just been great to get the opportunity to visit with and meet so many legends, yourself included. And uh, it's it's always a thrill for us every year. It's it's the absolute best. When how explain the, being a referee to the fans out there? How important you guys are uh, in a match? Truthfully, honestly, it's like being a. Uh, uh, football uh, referee or baseball you got to look what's going on you got to know what is when it's coming and you got to do what you got to do of course baseball and football are different from wrestling because uh, we know where to be and we know what's going to happen but the game you don't you know what i mean yeah 
we I heard these stories, and we've all heard these stories specifically, and and this was probably before you were there, but I'm using this as an example, the, the Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, and how it was every move was was planned and all of that stuff. Does it get that involved for you as a referee? Yes, it does. And you know what? My twin brother refereed that match. Okay, there you go, yeah. There you go. Wow. And, uh, and, and the so way he's Randy, studying. He's studying as hard, if not harder, than these other guys. Yes, it's like taking an exam in a college. <laughs> it, it it no, it, it is amazing, and, and and I mean to you know that's a match for the ages, obviously. And I'm sure you've had your your time too. What would what would be the best match you were you were involved with? Well, the two worst. I'm not, I'm not going to say worst matches. The two. Uh, uh, non-forgettable match. It was uh, the Hulk Hogan match with Andre and the Bret Hart deal with Shawn Michaels. Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah, so, you're you're real popular for both of those. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What was? I've I've seen the documentary, the Bret Hart documentary. Um, he had. I mean, those those were legit hard feelings. I mean, that how how tough is that to to deal with? You talked about you wanted the heat, but that's a different kind of heat, right? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I didn't want it that much. It's, uh, I've been getting it for 25 years now from that but, one match. But you and Brett, and Earl Hebner joining us, but you and Brett are cool, right? You guys have, have made amends. Everything is fine there, right? Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, I uh, text him uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah. Next to New Year's Eve, he takes me right back. Yeah, we're good buddies now. We're good friends. It, it it's, uh, you know, there are egos involved, right? I mean, that's the thing. There, you know, um, it, it's, 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 it's the tough part of the business. Maybe the toughest part of the business, right, is to massage the egos and make sure, it, the the business unfortunately has to come first in all these cases. Right. Exactly. Having been in a building where you guys, where, where uh, when you were a WWE, uh, WWF guy, uh, you know, you, you wrestlers check in, you do all, you do your thing. As a referee, you know, is you kind of go, oh no, I mean, I got so and so done. Is that were there certain wrestlers <laughs> that were just a pain in the rear end to be a referee there uh, to, to referee the match with them, or just guys you just kind of said, oh, I'd rather not, and passed it on to somebody else, or were you always there to answer the bell, so to speak? Yeah, you know, I, like I never, I never liked to do cartoon matches. I didn't want yeah. to get in there and look like an idiot or donkey clown, all that horse. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, no, I I get that. And w- so when that happens, can you ask out or do, I mean, do do they have seniority? How do they work that? I just said I don't want to do it. I mean, okay. actually, basically, uh, when I w- I've always been lucky enough to be in charge where I put down what I want to do and what okay. I didn't want to do. And then I give the rest of it to the uh, other referees. Okay. What was the travel like for you as a referee? I mean, the same as the wrestlers, I'm assuming. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, when I first went to bed, we would go out for 45 days and come home a week and go out for 45 days and come home a week. And, man, you, you I mean, I carried a suitcase with me 
with nothing but clothes, and we'd have to go to the laundromat and wash it and keep going and keep going. And that's when all these guys were so messed up because everybody was hurt. Nobody had time off to get get well again. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 Earl Hebner joining us. Uh, so you mentioned uh, Hall of TNA Hall of Famer. Um, what uh, what are you doing now? Are, are you you're still involved, or did you did you retire from it? I, I saw something about 2021 that you had, you decided to retire, but I, you never really retire from the wrestling thing, do you? No, no. I uh, I'm coming up. Uh, I got a I'm I'm wrestling a match in Milwaukee. Uh, I don't have the date on my hand on my on my schedule. I got it, but I can't find it. Right now, but I'm, no, I'm still refereeing here and there, and I'll go in and do a main event and sign autographs. I go to a lot of autograph sessions and stuff like that. When you when you started, what what was the the start for you? You mentioned that you were working for Jim Crockett, but like, how old were you when you thought maybe this would be my career? Maybe that that this is something you wanted to do. Did you want to be a wrestler when you were a kid? What what was the what was the goal? Well, I, I was putting a ring up when I was about sixteen. Uh, between 16 and 18 in Richmond at the old fairgrounds. And, uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd watch it and this, that, and the other. And then one day the promoter came in, Mr. Joe Murnick, and uh, one of the referees from Charlotte, North Carolina, old guy like myself now, he had a heart attack and died. Mm-hmm. And he said, Earl, I need a referee. And I said, I, no, he said, Earl, I need you to wrestle for me tonight. I said, Mr. Murnick, I don't know how to referee. He said, Earl, all you have to do is just listen. And... <laughs> It went from there, and was it was it pretty natural for you then? Was it? Pre- oh yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't because I'd been around the guys a lot, you know, many years before that, yeah. and and kn- knew them all, you know, pretty good. And it it really wasn't that bad. I got to ask you before we go here. I'm curious. Uh, how do professional wrestling referees miss so many things going on outside the ring? <laughs> uh, well, uh, oh man! I, I guess because. Uh, I guess because they're, they're told to. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. No, I, I, they're just following orders. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, I said that to kind of be funny because I, that's, that's what we used to always hear. It's like, how yeah. are they missing these calls? How are they? I think, you know, I think in Earl's case, it's more you know counting one, two, three. I mean, I, I saw some awfully quick counts. In <laughs> you know, there, there were some, and there, there were some really slow ones too. Yeah. Yes. I used to come home and. My dad would say, hey, in the hell did you miss that? I said, Daddy, you just don't understand. <laughs> that, that's, uh, well, that's the show, right? I mean, that's you guys are you guys are in the entertainment business, and my goodness, if, if I, you've entertained an awful lot of people over the years, Earl. Well, I'll tell you what. This is the truth. Bless his heart. My dad, I could never convince him that everybody's okay. Oh, no, I know that man's hurt. When Johnny, we would put a sleep, when Johnny, we would put a sleeper hole on him. He believed he was asleep. I go, Daddy, he ain't sleep. Oh yeah, he is. Look, he ain't moving. I could never, I could never. And I said, Daddy, I'm in the damn business. I'm trying to tell you. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. You, you know, I, I remember, you know, like, especially in the '80s when, and uh, you see the video of specifically. I, I'm thinking of the Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler stuff, and just how I remember watching stuff from the Sportatorium in Dallas and. These these older women, these 75, 80 year old women who were ready to beat the heck out of any bad guy that walked in front of them. It just they were they were buying it all, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we were over in uh, Kuwait and uh, 
Van Vader did an uh, interview on a radio show, and the guy said, yeah, it's all fake. And Vader got hot. He said, all fake. Vader got him and put, choked him out and dropped him on his damn head. <laughs> they killed him. <laughs> I remember this. Uh, yes, I remember yeah, this. I yeah. do. No, you yeah. can, uh, fake is not the right word. There, there are other no, words, no, but no, fake is certainly that's... not the word because it's not fake. If I, if I lift you over my head, that ain't fake, man. <laughs> if I throw right. you through a fence, yeah. that ain't fake, man. Yeah, when Hulk Hogan threw me and over top of Andre DiBiase and Virgil, I hit the concrete floor. That wasn't fake. No, <laughs> no. No, no, no way. No, no that. Uh... No way. Yeah, that's not good. Well, Earl Earl Hebner will be joining us at our annual Salute to Wrestling coming up on Saturday night. The Admirals hosting San Diego. It's a 6 p.m. faceoff. The doors open at 5. Earl with Victoria, Lex Luger, and Stan Hansen. Uh, we can't wait to meet you in person, Earl. Safe travels. Happy New Year. Thanks so much for doing this here today. Yes, and I'm very happy that I'm, I'm invited down there to the Admirals, and I can't wait to get there and meet all the fans. Looking forward to it. Thank you so Thanks, much, Earl. sir. Take care. Okay, thank you, guys. The great Earl Hebner joining uh, us, and that's that. going to be that a special was, night on yeah, uh, yeah, on Saturday. It's absolutely. always my, I always, I say it's, it every it's, year. It's, it's always kinda, my favorite year. It's kind of like my Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up. This is Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice. Welcome back, Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice with Mike Wojciechowski. I'm Aaron Sims. Our thanks to Earl Hebner, and again, he will be here on Saturday night with Victoria, Lex Luger, and Stan Hansen. 6 p.m. faceoff against San Diego. The Admirals host uh, San Diego again the night before, Friday night uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, winter hats, t- courtesy of TSMGI. Uh, so lots of cool things. It's of course it's a student night as well. Uh, Thirteen dollars for high school and college students with your ID plus a slice of Ian's pizza and a fair deal Friday uh, and a fair deal Friday. So uh, lots of reasons to come down to see the old hockey game this weekend. The Admirals have won two straight as we get ready for 2020, 2023. 2023. I'm gonna be fifty in eleven days. How about that? Ten days. How about 10 that? Ten days. I'll be yeah. fifty years old. Uh, so yeah, lots of uh, lots of cool things coming up uh, later this month. The Admirals uh, have the Badger Band. So we just had the tournament over at uh, at the other building here. Um, and the Badgers, unfortunately, lost to Clarkson. But Clarkson has a goalie and, and another player, but the goalie in particular, yes. Ethan Hader, yep. who is a Nashville draft pick. Uh, maybe we see him here in the next year or two. Yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be great. It'd be really interesting to see. But So Clarkson wins that tournament. The Badgers take second. Uh, the Badgers have the alumni band. We're going to have the Badger Band here uh, coming up at the end of the month, January yeah. 27th. Absolutely. And Scotty McCreary the next day. Scotty McCreary uh, and the Salute to Nashville. So Nash is going to be here, yes. the Predators mascot, uh, the Salute to Nashville. So we're going to be wearing those sweaters, right? Uh, are we, are we no. wearing some special sweaters? Nope. No. We're no. Wearing, no, we're just wearing plain, wearing plain old Okay, but sweaters. we do have, we do have. Yeah. I saw yes. the logo. We do have the, the Predators logo on our sweaters this year. Yes. So maybe that's where I'm getting, I, I got confused. I apologize for that. No. Uh, so, yeah, lots of cool things. And, again, Scotty McCreary coming up. Uh, at the end of the month, um, you, we, we were talking about Earl Hebner and Victoria and Stan Hansen and uh, Lex Luger coming to the uh, to the next uh, Salute to Wrestling on Saturday night. The first one I remember so well, and I was I was so fortunate to come in because it was the first year of that ma- of this management team being together. And all of us, myself, you, Mr. Greenberg, Brian, all you know, oh, it's an AWA freaks. Oh, man. You know what? And to bring that group in. I mean, the, the fact that Harris and John have shared my passion for, um, you know, the only true sport left in America. <laughs> That's right. Uh, was phenomenal. And the, the, the fact that. And the fact that I that I've had the chance to meet so many of my childhood heroes, yeah, um, you know, and and and, and, and I, I mean, and face it, I mean, the uh, it, wrestling's got a great fan base, and it and it changes all the time, and we 
you know, go back and get some of the all-time greats, and we bring some of the new-time greats. Yeah. In. So it's been fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mentioned this before. I was scared to death of Stan Hansen when I was a kid, watching him on the AWA, and he would swing that cowbell on the end of that lasso, at the end of that rope, at the end of that lariat, I guess. And uh, he just was a scary, scary man to me. So you know, I'm we, anxious to meet him. We go back with the, you know, go back to the Mad Dog with Shawns and, yeah. and the and the well Baron and Baron von Roschke. Yeah, and, and, and you, know George scared, you know what scared me more was Mrs. Baron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, I remember going over to pay Baron and and have Mrs. Baron say, "You will, you'll give that to me, son." There you go. And I said, "Yes, ma'am." That's right. <laughs> that's why. That's why he's yeah. That's he's so, taken care of. <laughs> exactly. So all of that coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Visit MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for more information. And thank you to, for listening to Milwaukee admiral center ice lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details